All right, welcome back. Welcome back. Wow. Off to a <laughs> rip-roaring <laughs> start. Welcome back. Real... I'm more of a welcome Beethoven kind of guy. <laughs> welcome Mozart welcome to everyone. Uh, welcome to... Mozart. Welcome I Mozart. To, uh... <laughs> Welcome, welcome Bach, welcome Mozart, uh, to uh, welcome Vivaldi, <laughs> to Greenbox Gaming plays Delta Green in Possible Landscapes. Uh, my name yeah. is Joe. I'm pretty sure I haven't had a stroke, but we'll find out as we go on. Um, I am joined by my friends, some of the absolutely most incredibly adequate people I've ever met in my life. Uh, starting wow. off with uh, with a Jean, the nicest thing anybody that's has ever so said sweet. to me. Yeah, I've had a tough day, and that's beautiful. Thank you. Hi, <laughs> Jean, hi, Jean. playing Benedict. You're so yep. adequate and, too. Thank you. And uh, I'm glad we course, got that uh, recorded. <laughs> yeah. And of course, Days playing Benji. Glad to be here. Glad to be adequate. As, as always. Uh, and of course, uh, lastly, Brad playing Hank. Hello. That, now that's adequate. That's an adequate. Uh, that uh, that is the minimum amount of effort to get the job done. Right. That's what we like around that, here. And that's what Greenbox Gaming. That is a Greenbox Gaming guarantee. It will do. And that is. Uh, <laughs> and that's what we're looking for. All right. How you guys doing? How are things going? Great. Okay. Don't uh, don't all rush. Okay. Cool. Uh, <laughs> I know uh, we might have some background music from uh, from Dace's location, uh, where he's working. Uh, he's recording from a sweatshop, uh, and I'm pretty sure <laughs> there are uh, several people chained to machines in the background who are mm. have some very specific quotas. Wait, so this spot doesn't have AC as well? It's climate control, but we got the dryer running and the flasher running, so uh, I'm sweating. Okay, at least it's there's how AC are, there. How are the uh, how are the employees doing? Have you have you watered them recently, or do you do they have to earn that? Uh, that uh, you actually have to work for three years before you get water privileges. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> Top but fair. I had a question for you guys. <laughs> um, it was something that I actually um, I was thinking about the other day because I was actually I was driving back and forth and I got thinking about our our old. Um, our old campaign. I got thinking about when we were playing through uh, Control Group for the first time. And there was something kind of specific that I wanted to ask you guys about, which was the... I want to I read you guys something that you're definitely familiar with. Um, that you were first presented when we were doing Control Group, when we were learning to play Delta Green. Um, that was presented to you on a sticky note. Number one, stop the incursion. Number two, Obscure the incursion. Number three, obscure Delta Green's involvement. Number four, secure technology and artifacts. Number five, save lives. Now, that is that is the uh, the kind of priorities of work for Delta Green. Um, and there there's some nuance there that I'm not going to get into. Uh, but you know that was you know when we first got to the last full blown Delta Green mission of of uh, control group you guys were presented with that Jean's mentioned it a time or two uh, especially like back in chapter one for impossible landscapes and one of the things I want to ask you guys about is when it comes to the way that Delta Green compares to other games and how these kind of like priorities make things different 
than other games that you've played or the games that you've watched or listened to maybe like how does how do these priorities kind of set delta green apart for you hmm. they're not i mean they're they're numbered and they're ordered but they're conflicting and it's kind of like a you have you can choose two you've got five that you got to do and you got to choose two which makes it really interesting so you think that they're like, like kind of, they're really mutually exclusive. Yeah, you can't you can't do everything. Yeah. Well, what about like um There's also like what not it, die is implicit but not on the list. <laughs> and I don't like that they didn't put that It's on not the list. on the list, guys. <laughs> do not die. Yeah. Well, like if you were playing a mystery like a mystery campaign or a mystery kind of setting for like Blades in the Dark or uh, Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder you know, like, how does Delta Green set itself apart in that way by having these kind of standards, I guess, as an organ, as an in-game organization? Makes I, it a lot trickier. Yeah? I was going to go the opposite way. In some ways, it makes it more organized. Because if you do have, I don't know, sometimes, I don't think we got into this, but I can imagine, like, sometimes in... Dungeon and Dragons, it's like, uh, it's kind of like set up to where the goal is whatever your character's goal is, which can be conflicting with other characters, and it's like an unspoken rule that okay, we got to work together and play as a group to have fun, you know, in Dungeon and Dragons. Like if you have your sort paladin of. and your rogue in the right, same right. in the same party, yeah. You got to have find some mutual ground where this is like straight up. Okay, everybody has like an objective. So it's it's uh, I think it's better for like a group collaborative effort in that sense. Yeah, I agree with that. But there also is room for a little bit of nuance in there. Like Benji's objective of learning all he can about the occult that sometimes goes directly against the group's objective. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I see what you're saying. There is like that automatic group goal that everybody's striving for. There's no question. But to that. Uh, to that, there it has been kind of balanced because he's are he's almost been off several times or gone insane yeah. <laughs> or is about right. to go insane. So because of that, well, you're I think get it's like out of the group one way or well, it's another weird because, because, of the well, because rules something of the game. that well something that doesn't really happen in like other not not that never happens in other settings. But one of the things that can happen in Delta Green is when a character's personal pursuits or their personal mental issues um, kind of become in conflict with those priorities you know there is that kind of underlying thing and like you read it about it in like the players book and you know and stuff like that that you know the players or not the players oh geez the characters can become the mission um, you know if you you know every now and then I'll see on the Delta Green Reddit I'll see something about where someone will say you know, what's the best way to handle an agent who's been put in jail? Like, how do you deal with that? And the the recommendations are great. Like, they are, you know, things like, oh, you know, you bring in the new character for your player to play, and then later you meet, you like, you might meet the other guy. You know, Delta Green might have disavowed that agent. They might be living off the grid now, and they might come up in another mission later, which would be super cool. But it's like, they're not really a part of Delta Green because they got burned. You know, um, like, and that's that's an interesting way to do it if they're alive and in their right minds. Uh, if they're not, 
<laughs> then something else might happen. Yeah. Okay, well, you know, yeah. so... Well, go ahead, Brad. You got something? Or you're just agreeing heartily with I me? think that's my final thought, is maybe Delta Green's more structured yeah. as far as gameplay goes because of that. Well, yeah, I've never it, played it's Knives in the Dark. But. Uh, blades? Uh, it's actually blades, blades in the Dark. God uh, damn it. Actually. <laughs> uh, the, Was that some kind of vampire game? <laughs> it can be. <laughs> yeah, it can be. Uh, but, you know, it's something we've we've kind of talked about before is like, you know, in Call of Cthulhu, you know, which is a very similar game to Delta Green, a little bit different setting, but in Call of Cthulhu and in Dungeons Dragons and in Pathfinder, you always struggle with that thing of like, why did this group of chuckle fucks get together? Like, they're just like vaguely going after the same thing. But in Delta Green, you kind of have that answered for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, so, but yeah, those are kind of the... I don't know, I just like I was thinking about the old priorities, the kind of priorities of work that are in Delta Green. And speaking of priorities, you wait, guys Wait, before before you start characters. the segue. No, wait, no, wait. I started it. It's no, started. I'm interrupting. <laughs> Isn't it I think it's different though. It's like got... <laughs> the, the That was planned, John. Now he can't segue. Yeah, it, Great. it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> now we can never start playing. Final thoughts. We've got like okay. our own yeah. flavor of it. Even though I don't know. I, f- I feel like it's difficult. Maybe it's because I'm such a noob with all the tabletop RPG stuff. But like, I feel like we've got our own play style, and we're not really fiddling with the rules so much. You're just handling the rules, and you're handling them like a pro. And we're just playing the fool. You do the rules, we play the fools, and we have a great time. <laughs> and that's a green box guarantee. It's <laughs> a green box guarantee. <laughs> these these to guys adequacy. are gonna fuck around. <laughs> And I'm gonna try to hurt them. <laughs> so I don't know. It just it feels transparent. I think that's what I'm saying. It feels okay, very yeah. like not there. I'm just kind of having fun playing through and adopting the characters. That's that's what it feels like. Well, there is, and I think that's a lot of a uh, you know there are GM DM handler styles out there, and you know I'm kind of one of those guys. If the rules f- completely destroy all fun, then the rule it needs to go. And we we stick pretty close to it, but I play it pretty well. I, I I play it like pretty loose in that I also like to get you guys' input to make sure that you guys don't get slammed with something that seems completely unreasonable. Um, That's fair. Yeah. So. Speaking of uh, destroying fun, uh, do you want to take it away, Joe? Oh yeah, speaking. <laughs> That's a safe one. <laughs> you set it up. I'm gonna dunk it. All right. So, uh, so the guys, the player, or not our players, got our characters. You guys, we left you off last time. You guys are standing in the desert. It's about one o'clock in the morning, Wednesday on September 9th. You guys have just finished kind of uh, interrogating Ophelia Citri after having destroyed her house, the unnatural Carcosian mechanism therein, and discovered this weird tunnel that she was digging. This all comes off of the back of a long road to get here, where you guys, having been originally assigned to investigate the uh, disappearance of these Delta Green agents from the Dorchester facility in Boston, finding out that your handler was involved, is corrupted by the unnatural in and of itself, um, quote-unquote dealing with him, um, I think, which I think Benji did, did a great job of, but then also discovering that there were links 
to something you guys have seen in the past, this Michael Whitwer, Agent Vega. You guys inadvertently stumbled upon a completely other Delta Green operation uh, that you had first begun to detect back in 1995, uh, Operation Mercy. Uh, after reaching back out to your handler and reestablished connection with who you are almost certain now is the real Delta Green, uh, you have been informed that V-Cell, uh, with Vega, Victor, and Venus, were assigned to basically deal with Agent uh, Agent Exeter, Elias Barbas. And you guys have been drafting them, and now that you've been reestablished back with Delta Green, you have been assigned to your new mission, Mercy 2. And which your first priority was to discover if Ophelia Citri had any involvement with this situation. Um, you guys were already surveilling the place, and you guys were basically told, all right, you need to pick up where V-Cell left off. And you were given two primary objectives. Figure out if Ophelia Citri is involved, contain her uh, by whatever means necessary, and discover the disposition of V-Cell. Those were your two objectives. That being said, the team still knows there's something going on back at the Dorchester. Um, but for right now, that's not the priority. The priority right now is you guys are standing in the desert at one o'clock in the morning. It is chilly. And you have this... And Ophelia Citri, still uh, like, like handcuffed to this fence post, is... Uh, she is just mumbling and basically has kind of gone into like a bit of a fugue herself. She's like basically like mumbling and drooling. She seems to have come to the end of her rope for the time being. And you guys now have a decision to make. Joe, could you quickly recap what the little banter was? Do you have it on hand? Some of her banter from That's the That's what I wanted. Little insane okay, yes. babbling. Yes, absolutely. Not a problem. Um... You mean like what's coming out of her now or what you talked to her yeah. during the interrogation? Well, what were our questions again and what do we yeah, get from her, basically? You guys basically got from her that she told you that she had gotten this knife uh, from her friend yes. Marbus, uh, who she had traveled with, that Marbus sent the cherub to protect her um, while she sawed out this tunnel underneath her house that she retrieved these seeds these strange the, seeds from the whispering under labyrinth wasn't it a whispering labyrinth where oh. apparently she was in search of her bottle this is not the first time you guys have heard about bottles you heard about bottles in 1995 i believe from lewis post um that's people mm -hmm. seem to want to find their bottles you don't know what that means yet but uh, she seems to be under the impression that finding her bottle will fix everything. So, and she uh, wanted to, she, she threatened us. She wanted to break yes, our bottles. She, as well. she threatened to find your bottles and to break them. So mm. you don't really know what that means. But and she is now kind of babbling about how you know she's like you hear Mike every now and then. Uh, you hear a lot of stuff about bo about bottles and labyrinths, and then a lot of just kind of like schizophagia, like word salad kind of silliness that you really can't make any heads or tails of. And at one point, when we were trying to find this like hotel that, uh, what's the dude's name? Vegas. Hotel Broad Alban. Broad Alban, that's the one I'm talking about. That, oh, who's yes. Who's the guy that made, the guy that supposedly made all these, um, Asa the Darabondi. 
Darabond. I always forget that name. We came across a map, I forgot where, on a handkerchief of this yeah. hotel or the basement and of that hotel, and it had. It's um, got a jail bottle, bottle on it. Well, well, well. Damn it, Brad. Bradley. You're sharp tonight. Whew. Bradley. Bradley, yes. I had a cup uh, this... of coffee before this sesh. <laughs> yes, if you will. Um, Noist. If you guys have Rule 20 pulled up, uh, I will ping it for you over here. Uh, and then I will also try to try to get it pulled up here where our Twitch folks can see it. Let me zoom in and then move over here. There we are. Yes. There we are. JL. Yes, this was the... Who's JL? Uh, who, who is JL? That's is someone we JL? met um, in the night floors, I believe. Really? Jimmy Lips. Jimmy, I remember oh, him. Jimmy Lips. Oh, Jimmy, oh, Jimmy Lips. Lips. Jimmy Lips. How could I forget him? His lips are so <laughs> glossy, old Jimmy Lips. It's so always moist. Like what? How does he do it? <laughs> um, it may have been so, Jalen's. And we never got to. What was okay. that? Okay, Jalen's. We found a jacket Jay? with Jalen's on the back of it. That is right. When you guys were in the missing room. And Benji dove in and received some of the things from the suitcase. He found the name J. Joe Linz. Joe, we're going to crack the case. This is it. We're ending this. This saga is coming to an end tonight. This is the last episode. I'm sorry to tell everybody. This is the last episode. They're about to win. (laughs) And they all die horribly. All right. So, yeah, yeah, that's all we know. (laughs) That's All right. what you know. <laughs> Excellent. So, um, so we've pack got it up, boys. We solved it. <laughs> we just leave her in the desert and we go home. We are We're done. done. Um, yeah, you just gotta just like give her a little pat on the head. Okay, you be you be safe now. You'll be fine. <laughs> just... Here's a sandwich. Well, so so we okay. Grab... We got all we can. Sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I, I was gonna I was gonna motion over to Hank and just like like Hank, do you think uh, do you think we needed to use the knife here? Do, do we need to understand what this knife is? Do you think she's even going to be responsive at this point? Well, uh, I don't know if there's anything particularly special about the knife other than it was a vessel to carry these seeds, is what I reckon, but uh, we definitely need to hold on to it. Um, I guess the main concern now, the way I see it, we can turn her over to uh, DG. We can, uh, you know, get rid of her. Or we can try to... I don't know if we have the resources for this. We could keep her around for a little bit, I suppose. If we think there's more, we can... More information she could provide us. But I just don't know about that. Uh, who knows how long she'll be in this state... I just don't what do you know. Think? What do you think, Benji? I think we should probably turn her over to DG. Seems like the responsible thing to do. Benedict is immediately suspicious of Benji speaking about responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> or we could uh, stab her with a knife and see what oh, okay. happens. I mean, that's he's, my... He's fine. He's better. Okay, there he goes. <laughs> oh, you had me worried, what if, there, Benji. <laughs> what have you done with Benji? 
Sorry, I, I momentarily forgot how absolutely unhinged I am. <laughs> it's been a couple weeks since I've uh, been lucid. <laughs> the only other thing I worry about is uh, we did destroy the house, but uh, are we sure that got rid of the evidence of the tunnel? I mean, do we even want to see what's down there? Hell yeah. You guys did make a call to Marcus to let him know that there was something unnatural, and I believe a portal to another dimension was mentioned um, underneath the house. That you guys told him, like, there is a tunnel underneath the house, it needs to be covered up. Um, there was a dice roll made, and the results of that dice roll are unknown to you, but um, so that may happen. You don't know. So if you want to get there, and look in that tunnel that might be complicated if Delta Green gets there before you also if okay. you show up there say in the next few hours there's probably going to be police and fire trucks all over the place so yeah okay. that's up to you. do we want to call up Marcus and see if we can uh, hold off Delta Green for the time being if we want to see what's down in the tunnel I don't I don't really care. They could go down. I don't give a shit. We, we've done our job at this point, and uh, if they need our help on that, great. If not, less chance of us dying. I'm good with that. I mean, don't the whisper in Labyrinth, don't that sound an awful lot like the night floors we found ourselves in 20 years ago? I wonder if there's a link between them. You know... Normally, I wouldn't go along with anything Benji has to say, but I kind of do want to go down in these tunnels. I mean, uh, <laughs> it all leads Benji's back. Benji's licking the knife, <laughs> the edge of the knife, just staring. <laughs> it all seems to uh, uh, lead back to the night floors. I mean, even if, uh, you know, once we're done here with everything, we're going to have to go back to the door, te- Chester. And if I'm a bet man, I would say that's going to lead to the night floors as well. Yeah. All right. And maybe we'll find Ham. <gasps> maybe Ham's Ham. still okay. I hope Ham's okay. I think of him every time I go to Ham's sleep. Okay too. This is no time for Arby's talk. Uh, but let's <laughs> let's carry <laughs> on with it. the mission. Okay, so let's call up Delta Green. Also, we're waiting on some documentation, so I need to follow up with uh with our good friend with the Caribbean voodoo protection tattoos on her wrists. What do we need paperwork for? She told you she was going to give you any information they had on Operation Mercy. Operation Mercy, yeah. Oh. Which is what the mission that Whitware and them were sent on. Let's get, uh... Did I... Did I remember to roll an occult on that knife? I'm going to tell you right now, if you do, you don't find anything. It's it's occultically interesting. We basically got a... We basically got like a one, both of, like two of us. We got like everything. I think. Yeah. We, this is it's it's yeah, a knife. It is a it is like a military issue like combat knife from. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I think it's just We're a cool knife, seeds. and it had the seeds in it. Was mm-hmm. was the main reason for her who for so and so giving that knife. Yeah. All the right. So let's, knife. let's take her in. Let's call up. Uh, let's talk, let's call up Marcus. Let's take her in and let's figure out if we can actually get back to the house. If um, 
I'm a little bit in two minds. Should we actually work with the Delta Green team? Like, do you, do you guys think it's a problem if we get there and work with some friends? Or do we need to actually sort this out, uh, sort this out ourselves? Mm. Well, if we show up there um, and, you know, sell blah blahs, they're, they're liable to send us on our <laughs> way to keep it so compartmentalized. They probably don't want us interfering with that. If uh, another team gets there. We'll just pull rank. Be like, this is our fucking jurisdiction. (laughs) And pull out our badges. This is our case. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Alright. Let's call... uh, Let's call our handler and see what he has to say. Okay. Benji, give him a call. Ring, 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 ring. <laughs> ring, ring. Oh, Marcus. <laughs> okay. Um, Marcus picks up the phone. Uh, you know, last time you'd called him, you'd kind of told him, he'd asked you about what you guys are doing with Ophelia Citri, and you guys have basically said, um, okay, bye, and just left him, you know, <laughs> just kind of left him hanging. Uh, this time, you call, and again, it's like one, two o'clock in the morning. You guys are... You guys get a hold of him pretty quick. He's like, hello, hello, hey. Hey, your own speaker. So don't say <laughs> nothing embarrassing. You'd only tell to me. Uh, uh noted. All right. Uh, so we got a girl in the desert we might need you to take care of. Is, that is very, very unspecific. Uh, is this, <laughs> is this person Ophelia Citri? Or is, or is it just someone else? I went to the strip club earlier tonight and things went south. I can't help you with that one. That's on you. Yeah, it's a it's a Philly Citri. Okay. All right. Uh okay, so do you do you okay, great, you have her. Alright, uh were you able to figure out the disposition of Michael Whitworth of of uh, Agent Vega? Uh Signs point to no. Is is that is that a quote from a magic eight ball? Are you <laughs> just shaking a magic eight ball and answering my questions? Uh, oh shit, you got me. He puts the magic eight ball back in his pack. Uh, this is this is a uh, Hank speaking. You don't speak a phone, so don't say anything that you would only say to me. I, I you don't have to tell uh, me. The oh, same he already time. said that. Uh, okay, my bad. Uh. Just making sure you you know. Um, no, we did not find any. Uh, uh, oh, fuck. Names, names, names. Uh, Ophelia did not. Uh, she seemed to be very concerned for Vega, but outside of that, had no idea where she, where he went. She only had the vague recollection of her wanting to find him. Uh, outside of that, uh, she was definitely tied up with uh, Barbus. Uh, Bobbis is uh, the reason for a lot of shit that is going down, uh, especially that explosion at the house. We can uh, we can uh, debrief you when you get here. I don't want to talk too much over this line. Barbis blew up the house. Sure. No. <laughs> My sources say no. I <laughs> put down that that magic eight ball. <laughs> You may rely on. <laughs> um, okay, all right. Um, I can I can radio hire 
I'll send you a text. They'll, they'll probably give you a, a location to drop the uh, the asset um, for them to pick it up. Has she been corrupted? Has she been has she been touched by this unnatural whatever's going on? Uh, Marcus, Marcus, yes, yeah. Benedict. Yeah, uh, you're on speakerphone. Don't say anything that you wouldn't want to say. To <sighs> Uh, yes, we think that you should probably not let her speak. Um, Don't let you her can maybe speak. Keep her, keep her in containment. But I wouldn't. We're gonna duck. We're gonna give it to you, duct taped, and it's probably best you keep her that way. Oh, okay. I'll I'll let the I'll let higher know. All right, Jesus. All right, what's what's you guys' next move? What? Well. About that, um, we're wondering uh, if you could pull some strings or how long you could keep uh, another cell off of the Ophelia's property in Vegas property. Well, I, I already messaged up, and uh, it sounds like sounds like you honestly. I mean, if you guys hadn't played your cards right with Charlotte, um, things might be different. But it sounds like they've they're gonna have their people there as part of the uh, the fire the fires and uh, the fire department and the uh, you know they're probably gonna do an arson investigation I mean I, I mean hell I mean it's a fucking explosion she was already under investigation by the FBI I mean that's there's gonna be people over but they've said they have their people there uh, who are gonna look for this tunnel and try to obfuscate it from the authorities it's great do you have a That's... way for us to know who's part of it? Do we, do we have any cool-ass code words that we can tell to people randomly to figure out if they're part of the, the, the division? Uh, we don't have code words just, like, standard, but, like, if you need to... Are you going back there? Is that what you're you're telling me? Yes. Okay. I can get a hold of them, and I can find out for you. Um, I I can get it to you. I'll, I'll send you. We need code send words. You a message with it. We need you, code you. words. And and Charlotte promised me some documentation. Did you get it? I haven't gotten it yet, uh, but I'm sure it's coming. Just hold your your fucking horses. Don't you talk to me like that, you son of a bitch. Hey, uh, you're on speakerphone. Language. Language. over here. All right. All right. Listen. Okay. All right, I'm going to get you your info. Um, Are you stressed, buddy? Are you okay? We haven't checked in in a while. You woke me up in the middle of the fucking night. You blew up a house in suburbia. I mean, that was probably not us. I don't believe you. Yeah, and like, aside from all that, you know. It's been a long few days, okay? (laughs) So... Uh, I'm well, if you had seen what's here. in that house, you would blow it up too. Let me just leave it at that. Oh, okay. Hey, I mean, you guys, you guys did your job, okay? Um, you know what, Marcus? So, what? You know what? Next time you're coming with us, all right? No, you didn't sleep. No, 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 no. You didn't no, sleep. No, 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 no. I haven't slept in weeks, man. <laughs> you haven't yeah. seen what I've seen. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put the word out. <laughs> I'm gonna get you your contact. Um, ah, Jesus. All right. Look for my text, okay? Uh, stay mobile. Don't, wherever you are, pack up, leave. 
just stay on the move. Um, God. All right. Look for my message. Bye. All right. Marcus, thank love you. Love you. Marcus, we love, love, we love you. you. All love of you us. too. I love you. Okay. Orphelia too. Okay, bye. All right. Hangs up. You know what would have been really cool if we had said, came up with the password, I just thought of this, and we could bring everybody Arby's, and that's the password, and we just have everybody eat Arby's outside the site while we go under the tunnel and look for shit. <laughs> you just, like, bring, like, a whole spread. <laughs> is the Arby's spiked? Is it, is it going to have sleeping pills for everybody? Well, every, every, from my understanding, everyone there is privy to the DG mission, is what it sounded okay. like, or most of them. Well, some of them. All right. I'm going to... So, after a little while, it doesn't take terribly long, about 30 minutes, and you guys load Ophelia back up, hit the road again. Um, she's still in the back, kind of doing her thing. You got her taped up and all that. You receive a message from Marcus that says that you are expected about 8 o'clock, um, around 8 o'clock at the house, that you are to look for a... Uh, that you are to look for a fire marshal or not sorry not a fire are they fire marshals who are the people who investigate arson who yeah sounds right sure that's not the right word but that's what we're using you're looking for like for uh file fire marshal derringer um that he is a um that he is either you don't know if he's a or they would tell you actually he is a uh he is a friendly but that, that they have several... They're also it's already FBI at the location, and they have several Delta Green agents who are FBI. And they know to uh, they know to respond to the special passcode, uh, which is that uh, you're supposed to say, man, I sure wish I had uh, some Arby's right now. And they would say, yeah, but you got to get the coffee from Duncan. Uh, oh, nice. So... So you know that's so Delta Green. So that's Delta just Green. classic Delta Green ass shit. <laughs> so yeah, so they know to. So you, that's how you'll know. And from what you understand, that there's that the it, it's the message that you receive from Marcus tells you that the place is covered up in people. That there are only probably three or four friendlies, or only three or four agents there. You don't know what cell they're a part of or anything. Um, they there is also a special warning there. Um, you see that there is there's actually a name that you recognize and they warn you that they are going to be uh, on the location which is if I can find it because I've lost all of a sudden basically um, God, what was the name of the people who were investigating Michael Whitmer who was it that the DEA um, yes yes they tell you that some of the DEA folks are on the scene and that, uh, and you recognize one of their names at least, uh, who I will definitely give you when I fucking get it. It is. I feel like I should be better at this than I am. Um, Adequacy. That's all we Just need. Yeah. Ruben uh, Hardrick. Oh, uh, Agent Ruben Hardrick. You guys spoke to him on the phone. Okay. Oh, All right. but he was like, okay, yeah, I remember this dude. This is the guy uh, who was who was personal friends of Michael Whitwer, 
but apparently he's on there, and apparently they're saying that you need to watch out for him, that he is that he is asking a lot of questions and is trying to really, really insert himself into what's going on. Hmm. Meet him, okay. or did we just have a phone call with him? Just had a phone call. Well, with him, so. we were doing. Okay. He doesn't know us either, because I think we were just making random calls from the right. cell phone that we found. Right. Absolutely. And he was like all business, but then he was like, "Listen, I just want to know where my friend is." Blah blah blah. Right. And we kind of like hung up. You guys are also um, given a a drop location. Um, it is an abandoned car wash. Uh, biz like on the edge of town um, you guys are told that Ophelia Citri that you can pick up or that you can drop off Ophelia there okay okay so that's the first stop okay done no let's take her to the <clears throat> back to the crime scene see what happens <laughs> <laughs> what day is okay. it by the way is it still Tuesday or Monday it's- Thursday now. It's, Wednes- it's it's no, it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Oh, By Wednesday. the time all this is happening, you're probably dropping her off about four o'clock in the morning. Okay. Okay. So we we might be able to go and see the encounter group in, as in the well evening. on a Wednesday. On a we- okay, in the evening, and we're expected at eight o'clock in the morning on the scene. That's the time they're expecting you. You don't have to show okay. up then, but that's when they're expecting you. I'm very punctual. Oh, naturally. Okay, you show up to uh, the wash rack, which is like a uh, it's like a a big wa- old washing uh, like car wash place that you can wash like big rigs and stuff. And you show up there. There is it's all fenced off. It's all dilapidated for the most part. It looks like it hasn't been kempt. You know, the desert's kind of starting to creep in because it's right on the edge of like Vegas, like on some of the suburbs. The chain link fence is open. And inside, you don't really see anyone as you drive up. And who's driving, do you think? Hank will drop. Hank, usually. Okay. Hank, you're pulling up. Um, I imagine maybe Benji's in the front seat. And, uh, you know, Benedict, you're in the back seat, kind of like keeping an eye on Ophelia. Um, You guys are, like, looking around, peering out the windows. And, like, you know, I imagine in the scene, like, you guys are looking around. And then Benji, like, kind of pats Hank on the arm and points and in one of the drive through like automatic washing things there is a van pulled up in it it's like a black van no markings and you can see you can just barely make the silhouette of two men or two people sitting in the front seat looks like that's our guys um Hank I suppose go ahead Quick alertness. Does it seem safe? Yeah, give me some alertness rules. You know, if Benedict, you want to, if you want to poke your head up there and do it, if that's your what you want to do, then by all means, success for once. Anybody else? He got a success. So, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, Benedict, <laughs> you do notice that inside. So, you know, there's like they have like the automated like drive through things that you pull through. But they also have like other they have like a small like office building kind of there. You look and you see just the tiniest little sliver of movement inside the office as well. It's all dark. Um, and, you know, you maybe you just see someone kind of like uh Kind of like, kind of move up to the big plate glass window and just kind of stand there. You can just barely make somebody out inside. 
Okay. Hank, I guess, pulls up behind the van and does like one flash of the lights and yeah. then sits there. You do that, you give like one flash. Like, do you pull like up in behind inside the washing thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys pull up, you flash, and as soon as you flash, both doors open. Um, both doors open, and these two guys get out. Um, they're both wearing like coveralls, and uh, one of them's wearing a ball cap. Uh-oh. And <laughs> they. <laughs> They uh, they walk up and they just open the back door, and uh, the one with the ball cap. It's a me. <laughs> yeah. Is that where we're going with this? Is that is that where we're going? Well, I was, I was a little thinking a little bit darker. It's like easy to just like take that off when you get blood and nonsense blood on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> is one a little bit shorter, fatter? No, got a red shirt <laughs> on. One's taller. Um, mushroom hat. One of them opens the back doors of the van to kind of face yours, and the other one walks up. He's like, okay, uh, so what do we got? He, like, cracks his, we kn- got he cracks his knuckles. <laughs> we, we got the we- meat. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, we he's, got he's uh, like, one like, package God, in the like, back. One. All right. He's like, all right, let's see what you got. Not me, you, you uh, idiot. <laughs> they, 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 they grab Benedict and chloroform him. Just, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, they you open the back, they see, you know, they kind of look. And the thing is, these guys are not shaken whatsoever. <laughs> they seem like this is all, like, they, you would imagine that if you were offloading, you know, like, like boxes of, like, whatever, that you would do it with the same amount of care. They kind of just, like, like one of them kind of gets up there and looks. And again, she's just kind of, like, she's kind of out of it. And uh, the one with the ball cap says, you drug her? No, no drugs. Honestly, couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> um, Just, is, uh, this is a essentially how we found her, and just with the tape as well. We found her with the tape. Don't take that tape. <laughs> she was already hogtied. Yeah, <laughs> listen, hog-tied listen, guy. We're just delivering the package. All right, we don't know what. what the- He's, 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 like, he's like, fine, fine, fine. He's like, hey, I got it. And uh, he, just, he says, I just didn't want her to OD. And he reaches in, he unzips his breast pocket on his coveralls Ooh. and pulls out a syringe and, like, gives it a quick flick. And, you know, he just kind of, he kind of, uh, you know, puts his hand on her head and just gives her a quick injection into the neck. And she calms right on down. Um, okay. And they pick her up. Yeah. They pick her up and they load her. They basically transfer her in the back of one van to the other. He says, anything we need to know? You're going to want to lay that tape on just in case. Not a problem. You know, the mouth tape, she starts babbling. Just slap that sucker back on. You don't want to hear none of that. Is it dangerous? Yeah, it's yeah. dangerous. You got it. And, like, and they just, again, like they're just like, they're ready. They're like, cool. Buddy. All right. Um. Uh, What's up? Buddy, I got, I got... You seem like a solid dude. What's your name, man? Da- I like your style. Uh, I like the cut no, of your no, jib. No, no, we're not doing this. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're <laughs> actually uh, look, he, looking for a fourth on the team. He says, if, he uh, says in the voice of Joe, no, 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 no. We're not, we we're not, not doing, doing this. this. <laughs> I, I have a question for the NPC. Not doing okay. this, Joe. So, they, uh, they, they, close, they close the back doors, and they're about to leave. So, quick question before you head off. Um, do you have a spare one of those? Those needles? In case we need it? 
Uh, made me persuade. I was gonna, I was gonna kind of go for that too, John. <laughs> <laughs> How many of those do you have? Hey, they it could be very beneficial. Side. Fuck. He's like, he's like, hey, sorry, man. He's All right, like, uh, no problem. I get uh, it. You professional. We do appreciate you, you coming and picking up the package, but uh, again, like, uh, and one of the without the guy without the ball cap, he's like, hey, do we have. He's like, hey, do we need to? He's like, oh, is this stuff for them? And he's like, oh yeah. And the other guy reaches in the back seat and pulls out a cardboard box. He's like, uh, we were told to drop this off to you. Oh, uh, thank you. Um, and they Who's load inside? up. Who's inside? Oh, that's our guy. Overwatch, you know, security. Gotcha. Yeah. Must be so, nice. So they uh, <laughs> they load up. Nice. They they shut up. They shut the van up and they pull up and they actually pull up to the to the uh, office little office building there and you see a guy get out. And he has a um, he has an AK, like uh, he's like holding an AK as he comes in. And he, just, he sees you guys looking at him, and he just kind of gives you a nod. He opens the back doors and jumps in, and they uh, they don't speed off. You know, they they leave off into the darkness, off into the the evening. That went well. Okay. What's in the box? Oh, that's about. What's in the box? <laughs> yeah, let's take right, let's take a look. Yeah, you guys, it's it. Let's open our present. You open it up and you see um you see three uh brand new sets of FBI jackets, like windbreakers, bulletproof vests that are stamped with FBI, and three sets of brand new IDs and badges. Uh nice. previously had been relying on the ones you had before. These all are have recent pictures of you. Either your driver's license or your passport photos. Um, these are what real are the pictures of you. It uh, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> you got to hold boundaries, man. <laughs> you got to have good, healthy boundaries. <laughs> uh, but uh, go ahead, sorry. Well, and it's, so that—that's what you see. So this, you know, and there's a note there that says, uh, "See you at eight. Underneath all of it is an unmarked manila folder. Um, and you see, and, well, I say unmarked, just written in small letters on the tab, is Mercy. Hmm. Open it up. Yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume you guys load up out and get out of this creepy yeah. abandoned car wash. Yep. I was just going to say before we get into the Mercy folder... That could have been a good workaround for you, Benji. If you couldn't sleep, you just like shoot, drug yourself up. Yeah. You just, yeah. you just give yourself like a full blown tranquilizer. Yeah. Then he could sleep. Uh, my audio stopped again. Same problem. Disc too slow. Okay. But I've got it started up. Okay. Okay. Uh, but we'll address that later. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um. So yeah. So you you guys get on the road. Whoever's in the back. Begins looking through the folder. Who's who wants to do that? Oh well. Okay, Benji, you start looking. You're sitting there in the passenger seat, and you're looking through. Um, what you see is that um, there are that basically uh, Dr. Elias Barbus um, was working for the 
uh, Massachusetts State Police. Um, you see that, and this is some stuff you already knew, that he became he began to get erratic. Uh, erratic enough for some official harassment-type complaints to be levied against him by some of his co-workers. And there was concern... Basically, it was bad enough to get to DG because their concern is, well, if this guy is coming unraveled, he's seen and done a lot of stuff. He's been an agent for a long time. Um, you see that all that mentions is that he's been on many operations. And there was basically concern that if his mental status was deteriorating, that he might be a security risk. So uh, Operation Mercy with V-Cell was assigned to basically... Not do, not do like a health and welfare check necessarily, but to follow him, determine what his kind of trajectory is, and to manage it. Um, as you look into it, it looks like they were kind of established to maybe kind of like discredit him or like create the situation where if he did kind of begin to degrade, that anything he said would be dismissed. Like, oh, well, he's he's mentally unwell. That they were basically kind of going in and equipped to do that, to like discredit him and to contain or minimize any damage he might cause. Uh, it becomes very clear that soon after uh, Operation Mercy, uh, that the people, that the members of, of V-Cell stopped responding. Um, particularly, I can actually give this to you. Let me see. Um, that the last contact that they had with V-Cell was on the 8th of July. Um, that is the last known contact to have happened with V-Cell. And it was something that you guys have already actually seen, which is that he contacted his... that uh, Agent Whitwer, Agent Vega, uh, contacted his girlfriend, Ophelia Citri. Um, and then after that, they vanished. And that is when things got... And then obviously the DEA got involved because Michael Whitwer wasn't responding. And then that was more people looking into the situation, which basically this thing became a huge thorn in the side of Delta Green because they're just like, they've got leaks on leaks kind of uh, happening all at once. Does it have their last known location? It says that as far as they know, they set up um, a their base of operations in the Boxer Hotel. Um, that okay. is all it okay. states. Uh, you all know... And, I mean, this is still pretty unclear. You know that they set up in room 616. A room that, mm -hmm. as far as you know, is not typically accessible. Or at least seems to have its access a little bit complicated. I'm just curious about the timeline. Well, we have the timeline that Delta Green knows of. But I'm not... I, I, what I'm saying is, like, so, okay. Right now we know Ophelia got really involved... Barbus is obviously really involved. Our only contact with Vega, we don't know when we contact him. Did, first came in contact with him in the night floors along this con this line, but he seemed to be stuck in the night floors, but still somewhat sane, saying he was concerned. Correct. So I guess my only question is, I'm wondering, was Vega's girlfriend involved with Barbus before they got assigned to this mission? Or was it something like, you know, Vega and his team started following Barbus 
they got involved. Vega called Ophelia, and that's when Ophelia got involved. Or if it was like right. just like this, I guess when what did you, Ophelia get involved was like the big question for me. What, what you can see from the timeline is that uh, the that agent or V cell was assigned on the twenty fourth of June. Okay, um, and that as far as you can tell, that. Let me see. That on 8 June was when Dr. Barbist first kind of snapped, and that's when he apparently, as far as you can tell, assaulted another um, state police officer who he worked with. Um, you do see some records of some check-ins that V-Cell had done where they talk about that they actually um, broke in to um, Dr. Barbist's car and stole a file. Um, that they describe as a file of unknown and possibly uh, of unknown what do you call that of no, unknown Origin. origins yeah of unknown origins that possibly might contain uh, information which is sensitive to the program you guys found a file quite a thick file um, in the boxer hotel while you were there yep and he was also carrying our shit from the previous mission in the 90s. Well, that was... Yeah, that file, didn't that contain details about us? All that we looked at? Could have. We know he had our shit, but it could have been something yes. else, too. Maybe it's something else. Uh, okay. Uh, whatever it was, we have... Presumably have access... Have the files of whatever the Vega had. Okay. But then why would Barbus fucking contact us out of the blue... And have us do this goose chase with, uh, you know, the mental health facility. I don't think he's the puppet master. Well, he's definitely not, but why get us involved to look into the facility? Which obviously has something going on, but... Mm. Hmm. Okay. Okay. To the... Uh, Ophelia is what remains of her house. Yeah, before we go there, I want to check that box thoroughly. I've learned that um, some DMs, they leave things in boxes, and I want to turn that box upside down for any other notes. (laughs) Bad DMs do this, but, you know, any other notes in that box? (laughs) (laughs) uh, This was me, Brad. You find find nothing interesting in the box. All right. Are you sure? One trick GMs hate. GMs hate. <laughs> the one trick GMs hate. Clickbait. <laughs> cool. Onwards. Okay. When you guys arrive to the neighborhood where you had previously previously been, not several hours later, and it's like, you know, and if you guys are you, in the meantime, that's 8 o'clock, like you guys can take some time, go get a shower, freshen up, chug some coffee you guys will need to get some sleep at some juncture um that's what i was wondering can we take a nap in that meantime Eh, cat nap ain't really gonna do any good mechanically so uh you're fine for now you're fine for now but if you you got to get some sleep sometime today um and the time it's going to take you to get back to your hotel and get showered and everything it's uh it's going to burn a lot of time Basically, you guys show up around the neighborhood. You get to the neighborhood. There are two entrances off of the highway into the suburb. Both of them are... One is completely closed off. 
and the second has a like a uh, county sheriff standing at it. He's checking IDs as you guys go in. Um, it would appear that they are still. It would appear that they are kind of like not evacuating, <laughs> but like you see a lot of people, like civilian vehicles, leaving the area, like leaving the suburb. Um, you know, people who look disheveled. <laughs> And uh, whatnot, and you get the sense they might be kind of trying to get everyone to leave as much many as they can. You Wait, guys, did we go back sna- in the in the ambulance. Are you? Yeah, you're still in the ambulance, I assume. Okay, right, guys, okay. that's. Well, you guys had another car. Let's fucking do it. You guys had another car. Nobody so probably saw would have gone anything. In. Nobody Not saw long. anything in this innocuous ambulance. There are no street cameras in 2015. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, you guys, you guys make it back and you pull up, you know, and as you do, you are, um, you, you pull up in the area and you can see that the, that the entire street has been cordoned off and you see now the remains of the house. There is still a vague front facade of the front wall of the house standing, but it is abundantly clear that most of the rest of the house is collapsed or gone. Um... But, you know, there's, like, that first, like, the garage is still mostly intact, but you can tell, like, the front porch has, like, the little roof over it. It's all sagging on one side. It looks like there was a pretty extreme fire, and that most of it was put out. Um, you still There's still smoke. There's still a few fire trucks. Lots of people milling about. You see over to the side, there's an area that looks like uh, where you see a lot of FBI windbreakers uh, kind of hanging around, moving around, moving equipment. They have these a b- bunch of big, long tables where they're putting little pieces of burnt degree and all debris and all stacking them up and lining them up and documenting them and photographing them and all that. Oh, they need DEA. Y'all want to mosey on over to the FBI? Yeah. We can. Oh, also, that's an important question. Stay away from the DEA, folks. Yeah. yeah. Can we see any DEA, folks? Yeah, you definitely can. Uh, you can see uh, over to the side, you know, because you know that the DEA was investigating Michael Whitworth, but also the FBI was. Um, so you so can hang out with our crew. Yeah, so you see some DEA agents, and it's, you know, and th- there seems to be an argument. There seems to be literally an art, like, and as you're passing by, you see, like, there's like three or four DEA agents. There's way more FBI than there is a DEA. And the DEA guys are arguing with the FBI guys, and it doesn't take much for you to pick up that they're arguing over who has access to the crime scene. It's like your typical jurisdiction bullshit um, that they're trying to figure out that they're arguing who does what. And you see the DEA guys are setting up a tent as well, and it looks like they want to do their own processing, but the FBI's like, no, we got this. The FBI and DEA's like, no, this is our investigation originally. This is obviously drug cartel related. You know, who else would do this? Blah, blah, and the FBI's like, yeah, but we were surveilling. And then the DEA guys are like, well, yeah, where's that surveillance van? What the fuck happened to it? Like, you know, that kind of thing. Like, you guys really dropped the ball on this. This wouldn't have happened if, you know, that's the stuff you hear. And but well, you guys make it over to the... I say ahead. we just kind of ignore that and try to head towards <laughs> just, this. <laughs> yeah. If it escalates, we'll keep uh, an eye on it. I guess we go over to the table, if everyone's cool with that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, if you, and if ask, you for, ask around... Yeah, you can find your contact, who you're told is uh, an arson fire marshal investigator called um, 
with his name Derringer. His last name is Derringer. Uh, yeah, you meet uh, you meet Tim Derringer. It doesn't take long for you to ask around. Um, and he uh, he tells you he's like he's, you know you give him what do you say to him? Derringer, Agent Derringer, is that your name? Yeah, yeah. Welcome. Uh, like the, like the pistol. Yeah, just like the pistol. I'm gonna call you. I'm gonna call you Pistol Pete. Don't call me he that. Gives him finger guns. <laughs> don't don't do All that. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. Our name is Pemberton, Drake Pemberton. Pemberton. Okay, <laughs> fantastic. Age. That's right. Agent Pemberton. Yeah, you can call me Drake. Right. I feel like okay, you want to be friends. All right. Yeah. All right. I th- I think what our friend. Oh, oh, oh. We got the Arby's. That's what he's trying uh, to say. <laughs> yeah, but you got to get the coffee from Duncan. Okay. Um, Damn straight. All right. So. And he kind of leans in a little closer, like, so I'm gonna understand. You guys need to need to look at this. We've we've been taking. They've collect. We've collected some. And he's like kind of talking about it, like he's kind of like orienting you. But you really, you know, you can kind of feel that like underline of what he's saying. He says, "Yeah, so we've taken a lot of debris from the exterior of the house, from the periphery. There appears to have been some assailants access the house through the back." Um, Bastards. It's hard to say. the The fence is gone now, <laughs> uh, but there seems to have been a uh, there seems to be the primary explosion looks to have been uh, some type of I don't know some type of bomb. The secondary explosion was a uh, gas leak. It was a gas fire probably caused by the first one. We're still unsure, but we haven't the uh, I haven't. Uh, deemed the house itself safe yet, so we haven't collected any evidence from there. Um, but because I know you gentlemen have such expertise, I could allow you in to set the tone, right? That yes, makes we do. Right on, brother. We do thank you for your service. Uh, if it's not too much to ask, we would like to head to the, I believe, is the northeast section of the house near the bedroom and uh, take a look. I don't know if you have some fellas that could stand around the area while we investigate. Uh, uh, yeah, I've got, uh, actually, uh, he brings up, he's got four agents, um, different F and they're all FBI folks of different, you know, and he says, these are well, the, uh, we guys just need them to who keep have other people away. He says, please, he says, not a problem. Um, Hey, can we get those photographers to wrap things up in the back? Um, he's like, he's, he says, the back of the house is gone. Uh, he's like, can we get those guys back? Uh, get them start working on the front. And uh, they basically, you're able to create a situation where you think that you could pretty reliably access the bedroom and most importantly, the bathroom fairly well. And then Phil, Phil, I got, I got a question for you. So you, you mentioned evidence of bombs, right? Now, I, I don't I don't know where the DA's jurisdiction sits on bombs, but I thought that's our domain. Can you uh, can you get those yeah. fucks out of here? Hey, we are fucking trying. <laughs> but I mean, he's like, if, bombs, you've got, man. if you've got any if you've got any ideas, uh, he's like he's like. Well, really, I got forty percent like, law that I could roll. <laughs> no, th- actually, <laughs> you know what? Go ahead, roll me a law check right. or bureaucracy with for that some- matter. Do I have any juice, or is Brad the only one with juice? This feels like the right do time. You have, do juice. you have juice on your on your sheet? 
No. Okay, that no. sounds like you don't have any juice. Unless somebody I wants could to try to. What do we need? Success. Success oh, anyway. Never mind. Nice. All right. He gets talking. He's like. He's like. He looks over. He's like, "Hey, Mike, don't we have? Uh, isn't the ATF coming anyway?" He's like, "Yeah, they're gonna be here in like an hour." He's like, "You know, they don't get up. They don't. They don't get to work until nine. You know, they're ha ha ha. You know, federal law enforcement joke. Ha ha ha." Um, <laughs> he's Good like, one. "He's like, all right." He's like, "You know what? He's your. He's like, you're right. He's listen. Let me go talk to him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna get him out of here." He's like, "This is. This is ludicrous." Oh, right. It's just. So he goes over, and you guys can, you know, kind of observe over the next five minutes that they kind of ease the DEA agents away toward the edge of the line, of, like, the police tape line. Nice. Um, That's the first roll, law roll I think we've done as well. I didn't think it would be useful. Well, and you can see, and you can see that there is a guy who looks to be in charge, and if you hear him shouting, like, shouting matches are just, like, breaking out, sounds a lot like Reuben Hardrick. Of the agent mm-hmm. that you've encountered, or the DEA agent you were told about, and you know, and you know that he has a vested personal interest in right. this case, so that follows. You guys Seems pretty like much we... have the opportunity to enter the home. Let's go. Yeah, I'll, I'll just let's say we, we got them off our backs, but let's do try to be quick because we don't know how long we can keep this guy at bay. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do need to know. What equipment are you taking with you? Um, Sidearms are a hundred percent normal in this situation. You guys are law enforcement. Yeah. Definitely have flashlights. Mm-hmm. Um. Hmm. Flashlights, sidearms. We got our body armor on already. Mm-hmm. Um. What else does a boy need? What else does he need? Right, I'm gonna cool. take a flashbang. I guess. Can uh, I smuggle you know, a flashbang? I'm gonna have. I have some, I'm serious. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. Well, technically, and I this is one of those things that it came up later when I looked at it. Technically, you need special training to use a flashbang. I, I kind of think that's a, one of those rules limitations that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Uh, so, if I'm going to say you can bring it with you. I think I have some padded gloves. I'm going to take those as well. I don't know how actually useful those will be in our rolling yeah. situation. But debris and whatnot... Uh, I'm gonna take my pepper spray. Uh, some rope. Can we take some rope in case we get into some spelunking situation? Yeah, nice. So, um, Tim Derringer, he kind of tell, he kind of makes a big show of all right. Uh, okay, you guys know the drill. You know what to touch, what not to touch. Uh, I know you guys are the uh, experts from the arson investigation unit. You know, he's like saying it very loud so everyone around kind of hears he says uh, and he kind of gives you these other four units like these are some of the local guys uh, they're gonna they're gonna help you and there's like an agent in charge one of the guys is like the agent in charge he's like yeah we'll be in there with you but they know to kind of and this is the opportunity where you guys are all there like right in front of the house and they're like okay so what do you what do you need from us they're like you need you want us to go in there with you and they don't even know what they don't even know what's up they're like like, like, so is something in the bathroom? Like, what do we need to do um, here? Like, I think it would be best if you just take watch. Just keep people away from this area. I will tell you, you'll obviously see there is a, a tunnel of sorts that will be going down. You don't have to go down it. Just keep people away from it. And okay, you if you it. have a phone, let's, let's keep in touch. Do you have a radio? Different 
frequency you guys preferably. Have radios. You guys have radios, you can switch the same frequency. Not a problem. Cool. We'll keep you we'll keep you posted if we need your help. Okay. If you hear a scream, don't bother. We're already dead. <laughs> <laughs> Two of them kind of side eye each other and give each other a bit of a worried glance and they're like Okay. Okay. It, he likes to joke. He likes to joke. You know, like, yeah, well, they're like, all right. And they look up in the sky and you hear the sound of a helicopter going over and you see a news chopper, like, circling the area. And he's like, all right, well, let's get this done. Quick, quick huddle with the guys. Okay. So, uh, should we? Yeah, what are we, what are we doing? I don't know. It's not you, Joe, go away. Oh, sorry. Get him out here. Kicks him in the ass. <laughs> uh,. Do we need to contain this place? So maybe we tell them if they hear a loud bang that they need to clear this place out or something. Is there nothing? Is there anything mm-hmm. we should consider there? The way I'm looking at this, I just kind of want to see what's down there, and that's the main reason I'm, <laughs> I'm going doing this. Screw containment. Uh, Let's find the. Truth. Uh, but yep. uh, second, like if we, I don't. If there's something big, we're just, I say we try to save ourselves and, you know, uh, like I say, worst case scenario, <laughs> if there's like a clockwork thing down there, run, and it's just going to have to kill some people and we're going to have to deal with that later. Uh, <laughs> okay. But we might well, find some cool stuff that we can take with us, you know. Okay. Uh, I'm going to. Uh, honestly, Benedict, I don't see us coming out the same way we're going in one right. way or another. Well, I don't want anybody you else always coming say in that. the way we went. You always say we're going to come out different than what we went in. Come on, man. <laughs> Anged. One way no, or another. I'm, I'm actually with you on that one. So maybe, I don't know, can we check if these guys have some demolitions that we can take in and maybe set up at the entrance to just get rid of this tunnel? Or maybe uh, okay. let's just keep they're, an eye out. If they're that's not, not going to ha- keep They're not going to have that. That yeah, being guys said... Are that being said, you guys do have a second ID. Did we not use them all? No, use the one. That's how I ruled it. It's like Christmas. So we're running the risk. Are, are we? Are you talking about asking them to detonate it after we're already in there? Like yeah. in a certain amount of, past a certain amount of time? Yeah. Get Hell no. <laughs> While we're I in there. After, only if only if we radio them. That's yes. what I'm thinking. Yes. No. <laughs> I know the IED worked I just, last time, but I really don't think that's a good idea. Blow what it up you while we're always in. say, Brad. And then you're the guy that locks himself in a room to get away from the creepy lady, creepy fucking <laughs> creature, and then we have to blow it up. All right? Just let, <laughs> let us the, blow things up. The friendlies know that they need to contain that tunnel. I say we just take the IED with us, and if there's an obvious exit point, then we can detonate the tunnel behind us. Right. Yeah. And also, I would just rather have an IED with us. Yeah. For safety. Okay. All right. I'm totally with you on that. And we'll just tell them... Two whispering labyrinths. Okay. We'll just tell them, listen, we don't want anybody coming in afterwards, so if you hear another gas explosion... Uh, make something up. We're already dead. So, so you're gonna you're gonna take you're gonna take it in and set it up so that you can blow it up yourselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or you're gonna give the trigger to the guys outside. You let me tell me. 
I don't mm. trust them that much. I trust Benji in his crazed state more than I trust okay. those guys. I don't even want to set it up at the top of this tunnel. I just want to take it with us. Okay. Yeah, you guys can get a duffel bag, kind of sneak it out of your, you know, out of your fucking van and get there. So you guys are standing up on top now. You're looking down into this tunnel. Before it had the Edison lights like we were talking about, so really kind of hipster vibe, but it's a lot less now that things have been blown up. So Beer garden. Uh, yeah, 2. running 0. down into the tunnel. And you guys are standing here in the bathroom. And again, it's been dug out where the bathtub was. You see the bathtub has been broken to pieces and stacked on the toilet and the vanity and stuff. And I'll push the side. This hole is relatively narrow and it goes down at about a 45 degree angle. And running down into the, uh, uh, into the tunnel is the lights that are kind of wired along the top. But then also you see some air hoses and some extension cords running down. It's completely, totally dark now. But you have your flashlights. You can shine down in there. You see that it gets down to about, you know, it probably goes down about 10 feet. And then it looks to level off and you can't really see what's beyond there or where it goes from there. And she dives in head first. Okay. Um, quick question for all you guys. What's your strength scores? Decent. <clears throat> 14. Pretty good. 14? 15. 15. 15. 10 for Benji. That scholarly muscle. Right. Noodle arms. Okay. You guys get down. You You have to go one by one. Um, who's going in front? Thought Benji Take was. Oh. Yeah, Benji will go in front. Okay. Uh, pistol drawn. Okay. You get down in there and you see that this has all been kind of kind of hobbled together. There's a bunch of two by fours and stuff that are like kind of vaguely holding the tunnel up. Um, but once you get down past the first part where it like levels out, you have to crouch. You know, at first you could kind of semi walk. It gets to the point where you're like walking kind of crouched down. You know, and Citri's a smaller person, you know, she's like a, like a pretty petite, like pretty short woman. Um, so you think that maybe it's a little more comfortable for her. But this is like, I mean, this is rickety, you know, and like there are, you could swear that you could like every now and then, like a little bit of dust falls from the ceiling and it just gives you, you know, just, you know, you just kind of pucker up there for a second every time like a little bit of dust falls off. Um, And you guys see as you get down, it levels off and Benji, you shine your light forward and the other two of you can see this tunnel goes forward another like probably just five feet and then tilts off into the right at it like at like a 30 degree incline down like very steep down this thing goes deep um but the problem is is as you go it becomes very obvious very quick that the further you get down the tunnel is less well engineered the other two of you are really struggling to squeeze yourself through a bunch of the narrower parts um, Benji, on the other hand, uh, is having a little bit better, a little bit better return. He's having a little bit better way to go in there. It becomes very obvious very quick that this tunnel, that you're beginning to question where this tunnel is going. Um, it doesn't seem to make much sense. So what do you do? I was hoping to find some like mine carts, Donkey Kong style. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be convenient. Okay. So, do we keep going? 
I say we go as far as we can. Yeah, for sure. It's just like the good old days, boys. Um, <laughs> does anyone have... Benji, roll me an intelligence roll at a negative... I'm going to say Benji specifically. Roll me an intelligence roll at a negative... 20? Okay. Oh, you're the failure. 62 under whatever. Okay. Over. I'm going to say that, like... Benji, like even with the failure and the other two of you, it it doesn't take a genius to realize that you know this is Las Vegas. Underneath the sand is typically rock, and it doesn't seem like you're going through rock. Um, so yeah, you begin to get a little further down, and I will need two of you um, to roll me luck rolls. Do it. Let's see how well you can kind of squeeze your way through. 99. You gonna roll one, Brad? That's a good old fashioned critical failure. Ooh. <laughs> Alright, are you gonna roll or me, Brad? No, uh, Benji doesn't. Uh, I think it's. Yeah, for some reason. I thought Benji was a big man. Yeah. Benji's squirrely. He's Benedict a little skinny and electric. <laughs> Double what, what fumbles. Oh my god. It's an 88. Okay. You... TPK. <laughs> you guys both get basically stuck and you don't think... You literally do oh, not god. think you can go further. Like maybe... You know, maybe uh, Benedict got stuck first and Hank, you were kind of s- scrambling along. But it's the point where you do not think you can go any further. Like it's just... It's not going to happen. Uh, Benji is the only one small enough. Alright. Benji, we're not well, well, Alright, Benji. Just go on without uh, us. Let us know what's up I don't think there. we can we can make it any further. Uh I'm gonna head back to the entrance and kinda wait there for you. My hole. It's my hole. <laughs> it's calling my name. Have <laughs> you guys seen that Junji Ito comic? No. Okay, yeah, we'll talk not. about that later. <laughs> Alright. Alright. It sounds like uh, he's I'll, doing fine. I'll be right here. Uh, <laughs> I'll be right here. You go back, Hank. I'll be right here to make sure Benji has some kind of a lifeline. Benji, do you want me to set up the rope for you in case you can't find your way back? Uh, yeah, sure. That'd be great. Okay. Benji, you continue along. It doesn't take you long to hit the end of that rope um, because this tunnel is just, it's so, it's snaking hither and yon. One of the things that you realize very quickly is that you are now surrounded not by what, like, typical rock. Um, it's like a black, glassy rock. Obsidian. Um, hmm. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing that you would, that, like, reminds you of something like that. You would see, like, uh, around a volcano or something. Like, it's, it's very, it doesn't seem natural. Um, you're winding, and you get to a point where you see... You find a jackhammer. This hose, this hose runs all the way down here, and you finally find a jackhammer that's been kind of discarded to the side. Um, and you see that the wall, that the tunnel basically ends, and there's a large crack in the end of the tunnel. Okay. Um, 
Is there anything noticeable about the crack? Does it look... Describe this crack for me. The tunnel basically comes in. At this point in time, you're basically, like, on your knees. Like, on your, like, kind of hands and knees crawling. Um, and, yeah, you're like, God, if Hank or <laughs> Benedict was in here, there'd be... There's no way. On my hands and knees crawling towards the crack. You see... Um, you shine your light through the crack, and one of the things you immediately see is you see there's a small leaf. There's, like, a small little plant that seems to be growing. And you see that it bears these little seeds that you found in the knife that Ophelia had shown you, or that you found with Ophelia. You shine your light through the crack, and you see what looks like kind of like a basement or something. Like it's all like kind of concrete or like stone blocks kind of stuff. Um, And you see you're kind of looking like through kind of like a little corridor. Um, and right as you shine your light out, you hear voices further away. What do you do in that moment? Benji's going to pick up the jackhammer and see if it's functional. Uh, you you try to kind of fish it up. It looks like you know that the um, you know that the tank upstairs that was supplying the pressure is now destroyed. So. Oh, it's pneumatic? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, can Benji fit through the crack? Uh, you don't think so. Like, not without that, not without widening it. Uh, my big question is, do you turn off your flashlight or attempt to hide as these voices start to get closer? Yeah, Benji will turn off his flashlight and try to eavesdrop. Okay. You, you see... A fig- you see two figures eventually walk down. It's, uh, it's, well, it's two, two, or, actually, let me roll a dice. Let me roll a dice real quick. Let me see, see what we got here. What I get? Got 12, okay. Alright, that's what I'm gonna go with. Okay. Um, you see a um, you see two people a man and a woman um, the woman is the woman is uh, looks to be fairly young she looks like she might be like kind of like in her teens and she's wearing a uh, she has a haircut that's a bit it's like one of those like old school bobs like a roaring 20s kind of popular haircut um, mm-hmm. she's pale and she seems to be wearing like a kind of like a weird kind of like like a nightgown and she is holding a one of those old school army flashlights that has the 90 degree crook in it um, she's like shining it around and she's like she's like where where is it I don't, I don't see it she's like she's like I, I don't I don't know I don't know if we're gonna uh, it just goes on and on and then you hear you see her shine the light toward her partner and you hear a voice that you haven't heard for 20 years well I don't know about this one and you see her briefly shine the light across the face of Mark Rourke Um, he is wearing his bowler hat and he takes it off and kind of straightens his toupee and kind of sticks (laughs) it back on top he's like it's gotta be around here somewhere. It's 
Come on, let's uh I think I see something down the down the way there. Well, don't worry, don't worry, little lady. Find yours too. And they begin to walk off. God, should I say something? What would Benji do? What would Benji do? What a fantastic question. Mark, hey Mark, is that you, Mark? <laughs> well, they 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 freeze, and the light shines over. What's what was that? Who the? And you hear Mark. You hear who the hell? Hey, hey, long time no see, Mark. How, how's it been hanging? Oh no no no! I don't think so. You ain't gonna pull this trick on Mark again. And. You see him rush towards the crack, and you see now that he has some type of like pickaxe in his hand. Um, oh! And he oh, no. strikes. He strikes at the crack, um, and like as he's like, he seems to be like trying to attack you. Um, you Benji manages to scurry back as the debris uh, begins to like, you know, as the rocks kind of collapse and like, you know, uh, scatter out in front of him, and you hear a rumbling sound. All around you. Oh my god. Oh jeez. Oh, thanks, Mark. Uh, Benji, I was trying to jackhammer my way through, but the jackhammer broke. I appreciate Benji. you picking at them rocks. <laughs> Benji, shut up and get back. <laughs> um. So, so as Benji is giving this little monologue, uh, he is crushed totally. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh. So, Benji, you need to. Things are beginning to shift around you. The crack, mm-hmm. uh, the, there are a bunch of, like a big boulder just swoosh, right down in front of it. You can still hear Mark hitting it from the other side, but it closes up in front of you as the rocks begin to give way. Um, oh, shit. Okay. Benji's going to start scrambling back. Yeah. Um, here's what I need from you. Uh, I need you... No, not like this, Joe. Not like this. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> okay. Let's see. Let me see here. So, uh, Benji, why don't you go ahead and make me a luck roll and see what happens? Okay. 17. All right. Benji, you begin to scramble out. Um, I will say that you do... Well, no, we'll say that here in a sec. You begin to scramble out. And Benji, as things are falling around, you hear the voice of... You hear Benedict calling for you, um, who I imagine is still holding on to the uh, rope. Um, Benedict. Benedict and Hank, the rocks are shifting around where you are, too. What are you going to do? I got to wait. Uh, well, I'm towards the entrance, is what I said, like by the mm. ladder or whatever downwards. You're all the way um, at the back? Okay. Yeah, then you yeah, hear yeah. this, and you can maybe see, like, Benedict's back from where you are um, as you're, like, almost at the mouth of the tunnel. Um, so are you just going to stand there and wait for them to come out? <clears throat> well, I kind of holler at them to see if they're okay, tell them they might want to make no, the way back. No, we're not okay. Okay. Uh, Benji, give me that dexterity roll. Okay. And if you have juice, or if your friends have juice. I don't think I have any. I think he's um, got it. 
Alright. It's mm, Dex roll. Here we go. Fuck uh, failure. Uh, failure by one. Over 70. Alright. Um, I I really don't want to do this, but I simply don't have a choice. I'm going to roll some damage. Oof. How much HP does Benji have? Got, uh, should be full. It's uh, 11. Okay. Let's roll a D8 of damage. Ouch. The big rock. Benji takes three damage as he very briefly is squeezed before being able to, but it takes all your breath out of you. I will say at this point, you are now at a point where you have the rope. Uh, You are at the rope, and you think that Benedict might be able to help pull you. Uh, Benedict. Let's do it. Go ahead and make me a luck roll for Benedict. Oh, don't mind if I do. Let's see what we got. For Benedict. All right. 97. Rolling hot. 97. That's a failure. All right. Let's see. Ooh, four damage for Benedict. Oh, jeez. Uh, Benedict, one of the two-by-fours holding up the ceiling above you, collapses, and you fall down just before being able to kind of make and, like, grab for the rope. All right. Um, Here's Benji. So, Benji, you can make a roll here. Actually, Benedict, tell me for Benedict. Does Benedict take the time to help pull Benji? You think that if you take the time that you are almost certainly going to take damage. He has to. He has to. He's one of his bonds. Okay, fair. All right, Benji, go ahead and make a dexterity roll. Give yourself a plus 20. Uh, Plus 20. We're going to leave Hank. We're going to leave Hank orphaned. Success. Success. Benedict, pull me up. All right, uh, Benedict, uh, go ahead and make your dexterity roll at a negative twenty. Oh shit! Should but for pulling, I would I would argue strength, my my good sir. No, no, no! <laughs> You're trying to stay alive yourself. Oh, staying but alive because Damn. but because you are pulling him. Is dexterity that a, success. Is that a negative twenty? Oh shit! No, that's, that's a, fail, a failure. Then. Mm. Oh. Damn. All right. I'm going to roll another D8. Let's see. How much, how much oh HP God. does uh, Benedict have? Uh, I got six. This is not looking good. What can Hank do? You have six? We kind of have six. If Hank wants to chance, if he wants to get back in there and wants to, I will say right now, if Hank wants to get on there and try to help Benedict, he's going to have to take this roll at a negative 20 as well. But that will make Benedict's a last dexterity. roll success. Yeah. Hank, I'm in trouble. Uh, okay, he's gonna attempt it. A negative okay. twenty dex. Yep. That what you said? Correct. Success. Success. Oh. All right, nice. Hank, you managed to get down there and keep Benedict. You managed to push oh. Benedict out of the way just in time as half the tunnel just just falls down. You think it would have buried him in, probably in totality? Benji, get your asses up here now. Benji, give me another luck roll. Uh, Benedict, are you still pulling? Yes. 
plus 20 on your luck roll, Benji. At a 34, uh, so that's a success. Uh, Benji, you make it up to where Benedict and Hank are. Um, Let's go. Hold damn thanks, coming down. Let's get out of here. All right. Uh, I want everyone to make me one more luck roll to get out. No, no bonuses. Failure. 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 God Failure. damn it. Failures oh across the board. All right. I'm going to roll a D4 for all of you. Each of you takes two more damage. Um, you guys, uh, like shit's falling on you. The, um, the two by fours are like smacking you in the side of the face as the tunnel buckles in from the sides. And the FBI guys, your Delta Green friendlies, are all standing now at the mouth of the tunnel. Like, no, you fucking go in. <laughs> like, they're yelling at each other. <laughs> like, to, right as you guys kind of scramble out, they reach in, they like pull you guys out in the last few feet as the tunnel beneath you just, and this big dust cloud just blast out behind you as the entirety of the house, like you feel the house kind of shift just a few inches, like that end of the house. Um, the um, uh, Tim Derringer like comes in the door, what's left of the doorway, the bathroom. He's like, he's like, he's like, what the fuck are you doing down there? Benji's like panting, like out of breath. Then he shoots him the finger. <laughs> 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 Alright, that's probably a good place so to good. stop um, for this episode. Yeah, that was a, that was a close one. You guys... Uh, that was... That might be the closest we've ever come to well, just straight up dying. Have I yeah. ever told you guys... Like, have I, I think I've talked about it offline for sure. I don't know if I've talked about it on the recordings on the podcast. Have I told you guys that there are places in this book that are basically just designed to kill people? Cool. Good <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Little tunnel of death. <laughs> but yeah. All right. And what's what is even like? What's we got nothing from that. We got nothing. It was just a straight up death trap. Okay. Fuck. And he I didn't recognize the girl's. He didn't recognize the girl's voice. No. It's not Abigail, is it? Hold hold on, real quick. I got. Let me look at something oh. real real quick. Pancake says, excellent episode, folks. Can't wait for the next. Well, it's coming up right after this. Thank you, Pancake. Thank you, Pancake. Thank you. Thank you very much, yes. Uh, As you guys are all standing here, like in the dust, Benji, you have a realization. Oh. You know who the girl was. You've seen someone who looks remarkably like her one other time. On the back flap of a book that you once found. A book called A World Without Doors by Emmeline Fitzroy. Oh. Emmeline Fitzroy. But. Okay. Guys, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank nice. you. I, I thought you were talking to the... Sh- to the viewing audience. <laughs> no, I was talking to you guys. Sorry for the Wow. Oh, back at you, yeah. buddy. Yeah. Um, everyone, everyone watching, everyone listening, now thank you 
uh, for joining us. Um, if you're really enjoying what you're watching, uh, our community is primarily over at Reddit on r slash Greenbox Gaming. Uh, our links to everything, our Patreon, our Twitter, and our Instagram, all that's on there. Uh, and that's where we see a lot. Of, we put a lot of images and stuff from the episodes. Now, if you like what you're listening, if you'd like to support us, if you'd like to get the episodes a week early, if you'd like to listen to some of the Patreon-specific stuff or when one of these guys dies, head on over to patreon.com slash greenboxgaming underscore for when one of them dies. Uh, head on over there <laughs> and join us. We would love to have you, and we really appreciate your very generous contributions. To that end, I would like to welcome a new person. Would like to welcome, uh, if I can freaking find them. Uh, there they are. Anne. Anne, welcome oh, thank to you. the group. Anne. Welcome. We are, Thanks, Anne. We really appreciate, appreciate it, Anne. But yeah, guys. We make pumpkin it. cakes an honorary member. Uh, we have to do something. Pumpkin cakes always with, here with us. I, he- I hear by decree. Pumpkin cakes, you are an honorary member. <laughs> so say we all. <laughs> <laughs> here, but guys. Here. Thank, thank you for being here today. For those of you who are watching live, uh, we will be back. We're going to break. We're going to be back for our next one. But besides that, everyone else, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching the VODs. And as always, please, please stay safe. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Bye.